Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by Trace Finicaro and Enrico and Snakeyas. That is very nice. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. Gentlemen, it is a new week, and uh, as promised last week, the first uh, quasi uh, quick hit that we're going to talk about is the purchase of Zenimax Media by Microsoft, the Microsoft Corporation. Um, so last week, uh, Microsoft made a massive seven point five, I believe, billion dollar purchase of uh, an absolutely massive um, game developer, game publisher called Zenimax Studio. Those of which who are not with, uh, who are not, excuse me, uh, who don't really know about Zenimax Media, maybe from from their uh, from the the parent name, which is Zenimax Media. This is this this. I'm fucking this up bad. Jesus Christ! This Zenimax is the Bethesda yeah. software. Yes, Bethesda and... software and ID software. Um. So, and those of those who don't who may not know those uh, studios, that's like. So Bethesda, you're talking about Elder Scrolls Online. You're talking about the Fallout franchise. Um, and as far as ID software goes, you're talking about both Wolfenstein and Doom, uh, all of which are still very, very viable franchises. Uh, I know that uh, the last Fallout, Fallout 76, had a rough, rough, um, it's just all around rough. That game just sucks. So <laughs> other than that, though, before well, that, mm-hmm. they were doing pretty well. And th- that, what is it, Doom Eternal that's out? Doom Eternal is yes. the latest is the latest um, latest title that has been released by ID Software. The, ID Software, excuse Zenimax, me. Zenimax successfully rip and tore until it was done. But what did so, you say? Yeah. Zenimax <laughs> it's, a, it's a reference to to the to the Doom game. Mm-hmm. So the the Doom guy in the newest uh, game says like rip and tear. So Gunner was making. Oh God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously haven't heard the audio. You know, I well, see it always. I see it for the benchmarks, so I watch the um, like the graphics card benchmarks and stuff. But they never have the audio of the games playing because they're just checking to see how good the frame rates are. So I don't get any of the pop culture around the games because I'm not actually watching them be played. I'm just watching how many frame rate, you know, how high of a frame rate the the graphics cards can pull in. All you have to remember for Doom is that it's a survival horror game and you're playing as the horror. That is true. Um, This has a lot of potential ramifications. I, at first I thought, okay, this is how, this is how Microsoft is going to counter the uh, exclusive IPs um, that Sony's going to come out with that Microsoft, frankly, didn't have access to. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I think that they're just going to collect the money off of all the PS4 game sales. Right. Because why I, I, would you cut out that? I, I mean, Gunnar, what do you think? I think that you maybe missed the point of this particular move. Okay. So Enlighten me. Well, we've kind of had this conversation. No, we had this conversation before. Like Microsoft was saying that their big thing was going to be they want to be the live services provider for gaming. Yeah. So the issue with that is that all of these fucking publishers have been through. Like 
bitching about how like you're double dipping when people like like so there was the the Nvidia streaming service you had to buy the game to go you know like the, the thing was is it wasn't like they were you were playing pirated copies of games you had to to use the Nvidia streaming service you had to own a copy of that game already but uh, Microsoft has been doing this live pass thing and really what I think this is, is that they're effectively become they're they're dead set on becoming the Netflix of interactive entertainment. Period. But that doesn't counter what Wade says, right? Because Wade said that that it why would they stop selling to the PlayStation? You're essentially saying the same thing, right? If they're just selling a service, no, I, a game service, well, no, I, I, then they're I'm not only gonna not stop we, selling to PlayStation, they're gonna be expanding to more platforms. No, right? well, isn't, well, no, isn't but that the, what we're saying here? I'm I'm saying that there's so there 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 are game deals already signed that they're going to sell on these platforms. I'm saying that Microsoft is not going to sell games, period, going forward. Yeah, they yeah, want you're you to just buy the live pass. You're saying it's part of a longer strategy. Yes, when I where you know, Mike Sony's committed to this idea that you're going to buy a widget that you run. You then that you, that you then buy software licenses to run on this thing, and Microsoft's like, you know, it's the it's the argument we've had about DVDs and mm-hmm. you know, like you know, versus just streaming something. And I think that this is like they find they put their money where their mouth was, mm-hmm. and especially if they go out and buy some of these other studios that they're talking about, then. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you're in this transitional period, but I I actually see a period probably in the next five to six years where a lot of this stuff is not available for you know, actual sale. Unpopular opinion, but uh, do you think that... <laughs> do you think that maybe there's too many games? And, and yes. I say this, I, I say this, like cautiously because i i really enjoy games but like s- these games are becoming so immersive and you have to you have to learn so much about them in order to play them you know like just going to like like a, a game like yeah I, I, I haven't played fallout right um I, I know it's been around for a while and it's always been a really good title but but i've played like breath of the wild uh, and i've watched people mm-hmm. play breath of the wild and Breath of the Wild is it was getting so much gameplay when it came out that people were using Breath of the Wild to talk about how long the battery would last in the Nintendo Switch. Like, <laughs> like does it you know will the battery last four hours? Will it last six hours? So like it'll last three and a half hours playing Breath of the Wild because most people wouldn't be sitting in front of the console for that long unless they were stuck inside one of these you know super. Um, super immersive games so is it dumb for me to think that maybe the netflix of video games is 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 a little bit too much you know like i feel like with netflix you can watch a show and then you know not care about it the next day so by creating the content it kind of makes sense and i feel like video games used to be there like back when the atari and, and even in the N- nintendo days but once like like super mario world came out for the the, the the super nes it took so long to play and beat that game that, like what did you have time for while you were trying to beat that game you know or am i completely minimizing uh what the demand is for games 
I think you have a you have a point, and it's a good point. Um, but I guess to Gunner's point, if you're the Netflix of gaming, even if you spend a ton of time in one game, <clears throat> that game you know would retail for sixty dollars, but you can get it for like you know you're paying twelve bucks a month or whatever for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to spend that sixty dollars. Like I know you know they've got exclusive rights with uh right now. A good example. I'm playing Destiny two, and they've mm-hmm. got a new expansion coming out in November. <clears throat> now I'm a little pissed off because when I said okay, this is the new game that I'm gonna you know spend most of my time playing, I bought like the kind of the season pass with all for, with all the seasons before it before like you know like twenty twenty five bucks or something like that. Because I figured, hey, I would probably spend sixty dollars on this title, but it's title, but it's free, <clears throat> free to play. Um, and literally, like several weeks after I bought that, it it became, it became, uh, it was a t- like the DLC became free on Game Pass. <laughs> and luckily, right. though, I my buddy Chris, he had he had pre ordered the uh, the DLC for like the, the next DLC, right? And I guess the pre-order was like, it was like, it's like 30 bucks they were going to charge for it, but it's already been announced that it's going to be free with Game Pass. So like in that instance, I, I do I, I do believe that uh, it's still viable, um, but the games are immersive, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And But the fact is, is that people are no longer willing to pay a subscription to these, to a lot of these like uh, online RPGs or online multiplayer games. They're just not doing it like that's that was the model like i'm actually shocked that people still play world of warcraft like that people still yeah. pay for a got subscription a new, to play that game coming. I, well you know but it, we're capped out too but it, it like they, there, there's no like big player base growth on that game anyways right like, and, who, and who's playing it now it's like yeah, Counter-Strike, know. right? It's like Counter-Strike. You, you still have tons of people play it, but it, the number of people playing it is never going to peak again. Right. Well, it, it's, it's, it's weird that you say that because between that and at, well, like Counter-Strike gets Counter-Strike Go, but um, Team Fortress 2 actually got a huge fucking pop during <laughs> the, 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 the pandemic. And it's, it's because like it, it, the, the, quali- <laughs> the quality of that network code is just so much better than a lot of the online games now. See, I, I find Team Fortress is more of a consumable. It's a game where anyone that really doesn't play that game can sit down and play it for a couple of days and yep. then jump back off. Like that to me seems like a game that you, you just play a little bit and then jump back off. Counter-Strike is very similar. Although with Counter Strike, skill is 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 very important. So if you don't play Counter Strike for a while, you're going to get your ass kicked generally. But like with Team Fortress, yeah. it's to me, it's more of just a fun game, right? You just go yeah, in team, there to have team, fun. Well, you're 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 literally a cartoon. Like Overwatch <laughs> kind of cranked that up to eleven. But you know, because the other the other thing with this Microsoft purchase is like I don't. So it kind of came up previously. So Microsoft just launched the new version of Flight Simulator, twenty or twenty twenty. So there's a big hullabaloo because it's like a hundred and ten gigabyte install on the client, mm-hmm. and that's really not representative of the size of that game. And this goes back to, again, like why there this 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 why this is a bigger deal for Bethesda and ZeniMax and this stuff because. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, you know, to your, your, your kind of concept of like, 
the scale of things, or maybe there's too many games or something like that, but it's also just like the, the nature of what you can do. Well, I just can't wait until this Game Pass thing takes off and everyone's paying for it. And Microsoft yeah. realizes that the entire world just wanted to play Tetris. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, I mean, you, you kind of say that, I think, in Jess Trace, but like the reality is, uh, so this Nintendo's is not only good for popular this, game. Yeah, this is not only it is great for the pl- for like the gamer but it's also is kind of a, an exposure for these indie games where you know at least like i said i've played probably in the last in the last probably month i've probably played like three or four indie games that i would never have installed have, have paid for you know what i mean but yeah. i've got a little exposure to them mm-hmm. and you know and they're making some money off the deal i'm sure they're getting money off downloads kind of like a you know some sort of a uh like a spotify does but it's yep. definitely interesting, um, and I think they said they're not done. I've heard possibly Sega is in the Sega is in the crosshairs, and I, I've heard as outrageous as I think it would be, the EA the EA is is not out of the question. Well, so one of the things that's coming up with this game pa- the Game Pass thing, like you know, to the point where it's like the, again, why this makes me rethink this whole thing. So when you sign up with Game Pass, you get three free months of Funimation with it now, too. Really? Funimation is a fucking... Three, Funimation is a Sony company. That's how that fucking is, disorganized that, Sony that's anime, is. That's anime, right? That's anime, right? Yes. Yeah, it's like... But it's a counter to this is, So, and I don't mean to talk over you here, Gunnar, but I'm going to. Um, uh, this, is, this is where... I, I feel like it gets it gets really really strange because their t- their their actual title is Game Pass, right? If they're already starting to creep into into television, then it, it, this is ju- this is out there. But what if Microsoft found a way to license all live sports? You like I you're mean, talking about creeping into EA, oof. right? Yeah. What if they creep into ESPN? What if they get a licensing contract with ESPN? Because right now, if like people have been saying for a long time that esports and sports have a lot of similar uh, aspects. A lot of people that like esports like sports because of the competitive nature, because they like to watch the the streaming and, and the live events. What if they were what made like sports packages finally affordable? How fucked up would that be if I mean, Microsoft have, they, single-handedly just took over all live gaming events? They'd have to get with Disney, I'd imagine, for the ESPN stuff. But or they is, could ESPN, a deal. is ESPN owned Dis- by Disney? Yeah. Yes. Oh fuck! That Disney but, Plus is just going to tell them to shove it up their ass. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, no, no. Well, you, you you say that, but Disney is apocalyptically venting cash out. Every orifice it can, every orifice it has, because they just they went into so much debt before this whole fucking debacle started. But like you did, know, again, it's like it, I it's, saw an article broken. today said they just laid off twenty eight thousand employees at Disneyland. Yes, Oof, and Disney it's combined. still it's still going. Yeah, like Dis- Disney may not be like Disney may Disney will still be around, but like yeah, Star between Star Wars and Marvel, they may have killed that company. As the entertainment oh, conglomerate, imagine that. Is. Imagine Microsoft just knew about this, like it made moves, and they're just circling now, just waiting. That would be that's a really really cool point, Trace. Actually, uh, I hadn't even thought of that. I even even with the even with the EA talk, I had not thought of 
them getting into like live it's, like gaming services. It's going to be crazy when all of a sudden, like we look back like 20 years from now and we realize that Microsoft was turning um, like, like Microsoft office and, uh, and, and Microsoft windows that they were, they were slowly turning it into like, like a charitable goodwill contribution to the world while they took over everything else. <laughs> well, you know, well, to go back to the, to go back to this, like you know, fucking Sony's whole online platform is running on Azure. Like, yeah, they literally, and they we literally had a we had a major major problem with Azure uh, over the past what was it the past couple of days, Gunner? Over the weekend or <laughs> yesterday? Yeah, talk Fuck about that. That, that. Like, that, hey, that, you... that shit went down. So first, if you could do. Um, and I know we only, we're probably only spent five minutes on this or so, but like, if you could just give a quick synopsis of what Azure is, just to because I honestly I don't know. So, um, Azure is Microsoft's uh, cloud hosting infrastructure platform. So, uh, you know, like there's there's really like two ones that matter, which is that uh, Amazon has what they call AWS, which is full of meaningless fucking acronym names for all their services and then there's azure <laughs> which is still very microsofty you know because there's a lot of business tech in it but yes it's 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 the amazon is if you want to amazon is the more i wouldn't say open source but like you know it, it, it aims that way is. and azure is the more it's open source yeah yes so and, azure and, and are like servers that they run businesses on the businesses rent like these servers. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So so wait. Remember. Remember. Um. Back in the day, when you had like when you worked for a company, you had a company email, and it was yes. like at that company name dot com. That sure. email used to live inside a building, at that company, and the company had to staff someone to make sure that it was always running and alive. So they'd have to back it up. They'd have to make sure you know that 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 there was no errors on it and nobody was hacking into it. Like well, running the tapes and stuff at the end. All of the that day. stuff. Yeah, sure. all that stuff. Yeah, and and it, it's yeah. it's a twenty four hour operation, um, especially if you have a really large company. Um, so you need to keep people on overnight to make sure it doesn't go down because you don't want to miss any emails. Well, of course, Gmail kind kind of proved to the world that email doesn't really have to be on premise. You it could be anywhere, right? All sure. you need to do is just log into a website. So Microsoft's like, oh fuck, <laughs> how are we going to keep up with all of this? And the biggest push to uh, to Azure, which we did have uh, um, uh, someone who did consulting for this on an older episode, uh, Luke Bixby, um, talked about Azure. So um, if you go back in our episode archive, um, I think Azure is in, is in the episode title. I'll find the number. But anyway, email, it's like, okay, well, let's just pay somebody a certain amount of money a month and just move it there. And then you don't have to pay for all the internal costs. So yes, Azure is... It is stuff like out on the web, but the reason that it's growing so fast is because now Microsoft is responsible for um, for maintaining the hardware, and you don't have to have these bodies that are constantly uh, maintaining it um, um, on premise for your company. So now this comes all the way full circle to to, to what Cutter's about to talk about, which is what happens oh. when Azure goes goes down. <laughs> You know, because the other thing is, is that Azure lets you scale things to a, a level that's pre pretty much not comprehensible for, 
you know, it, most people like you know like it's one thing to have an email server it's another thing to say okay i need an email system that the entire plant you know, like the entire world can use or something so, like that but, so what was the impact so um the the main thing was you know like the main thing that's being talked about right now is that uh, there was a whole nobody could get into consoles uh, office 365 which is the online assistant office suite so that's that's where you'd be going to get your uh, you know like your your hotmail or your outlook mail uh you know any 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 office collaborative stuff like excel anything like that that was down uh that was down for most oh, of monday the um, online the online version of excel is gotcha. the, the online versions it, but but yeah and like so the cloud there's storage, a storage like the one drive right yep uh if you get anything on there's a lot of company web front ends actually a lot of company websites like uh you'd be surprised what rest you know like what people are using sharepoint for which is that mm -hmm. that's kind of their you know like there's wordpress but um the biggest thing is well you know and this is alleged but uh right around the same time that this azure outage went down oh uh, we had a nationwide 911 down or outage as well which is kind of coming going back and forth, but but you said it was the, fourteen states. Yeah, and now is this well, and was this linked to, to Azure or was this something? There, there. Well, no, they're saying they're saying that it was a provider. There was it was a middleware. It was a middleware app that lets <laughs> these nine one systems can, can, can you mm -hmm. know work together. But again, the problem is, is that um, it may not you know like you say that it's Azure. It, Azure has this service called Active Directory that basically lets you authentic, you know, like basically say, "Hey, I'm me, and can I check who me is, and what's what's this person called me supposed to be able to do?" And if you can't successfully look up who's me, then all of these like elaborate computerized, you know, automation systems and stuff like that kind of start breaking immediately <laughs> and the problem is is that if the idea if basically i can't verify that i'm me i also can't sign on to the thing that needs to that i need to fix to tell me <laughs> that i'm me and that is yeah it's that it's, is terrifying it's so it, so it's it's somehow it's, linked it's maybe like, it's not it's, the cause but it's definitely it definitely didn't help the situation it's it's like keyless entry without electricity like what <laughs> how do you get in now that right like now that you've created some keyless system you locked yourself out essentially you locked mm -hmm. the, you locked the door and left the keys inside mm -hmm. great and now 911 can't uh, is, is not going to perform that's terrifying we'll get to that more later um <laughs> as far as terrifying shit but uh we're going to switch gears here a little bit. Speaking of switching gears, they were switching some gears down in Ocean City this past weekend. Uh, a festival that we, I don't know if it's a festival, but it's a essentially a big car show, H2O it's International, for the, for the rest it's of a us. Festivus for the rest of us, Wade. It is, which is a, a, a Volkswagen car show specifically um, that actually everyone on this podcast has been to at least one time. Um, but some, some kind of bad shit happened. Trace, why don't you talk about that? 
So, um, <laughs> so it, it, this really, I, I'd like to start this with a quote, H2OI is dead, long live H2OI. Um, before the, the episode, we were talking about what the I in H2OI stands for, and apparently it stands for international. Um, however, the car show is very domestic. Um, it's always existed in uh, the United States, and uh, most recently, it's really existed um, either in in Maryland or in Delaware, um, and uh, they it generally takes advantage of all of the hotel rooms um, that are unoccupied in the fall um, in Ocean City, Maryland, so that it can draw um, really record number crowds. Ocean City, Maryland isn't really new to car shows, and um, H2O and Ocean City have, have kind of been in a love-hate relationship for a lot of years, but what's happened recently has been really strange. Um, the show organizer actually moved the show out of Ocean City because of all of the problems he was having um, with the show getting too rowdy. Um, and when I say the show, it's really... It's not the show at all, right? The show is is a small part of a Sunday. It's really the week leading up to the show as all of these people start occupying the hotel rooms and they leave their hotel rooms to do some shenanigans. Um, at this point, it's been officially branded as a pop-up car rally. They, they won't even acknowledge it as a car show anymore because there's actually no show part of the show. It's just people showing up to the city as if no one told them that the show was canceled. And it's been happening year after year. But what happened this year is interesting. Ocean City, Maryland put out some pretty... Um, uh, they put out some warnings to the attendees before they were coming. And, and, and they, they put out some... Um, some news briefs. And one of them was, uh, we're raising the fines, we're lowering the speed limits. And, uh, and essentially they figured that if they just ticketed everyone driving a car through the city, then it would result in them just leaving and not wanting to stay. Um, what ended up happening was insane. Um, some of the footage I've seen, one of them, um, it was a uh, a, a person just jumping out of their car and running, a police officer stopping, jumping out of his car and running, tackling the guy, and then someone else coming out and start beating up the cop. Um, and this is right in the middle of Coastal Highway, like the main drag going through Ocean City, Maryland. But what really struck me as, as, as the strangest is almost every video that I've seen has had fireworks in it. <laughs> so I, I noticed this with a lot of the, uh, with the protests, like the black lives matters protests, there was a lot of fireworks in it. And like, is this something that our generation just missed out on? Like when we were raising hell, we just didn't think to bring mortars with us. Well, it, at least in the BLM kind of circumstances, there's a, that's a, that's a move to, to disrupt. Sorry for the dog oh. in the background. It's a, that's a, that's a mood. That's a mood to, that that's a that's a move to get people uh not disassociated basically it's to kind of train you not to respond to noises that sound like gunshots mm -hmm. um you know like also right people like they'll they'll use it as kind of like a, like a distraction yeah as, as as i'm distracted by a dog crying in the background well, well the, the the city says that they've made twice the amount of arrests this year than they did and, last year. And, and that's and a, the fuck a one hundred percent arrest growth. Yeah, but like you see those mobs, it's like, dude, this is the future. 
Like it's gonna. It, this is this is like fu- that's almost fucking Akira level kind of shit. And part of me With feels like me. we're responsible. I know we got to be getting close to five minutes, but part of me feels like we're responsible. I mean, this is a show that 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 we all used to attend years ago and we did some shenanigans too are these guys just fucking surfing on a wake that we created like it just happened the wave just happened to get big enough that now they're punching uh, cops well i think uh, so i saw a video and i have to say it's way more escalated than when we we went to h2o like you wouldn't have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I look like there were probably at least three to 500 people just in that, in the street, just, you know, screaming or whatever and, and jumping around, which I don't think that was a big deal. Now, if they were trashing shit, I think that might be a little, that might have a little to do with kind of what's been going on this past year. Um, But it's, I don't, I don't want to say they were to blame. Anytime you get like young people, specifically, it's mostly dudes. Anytime you get a bunch of young dudes, with the testosterone flaring and everyone's showing off like a peacock with their like cars and everyone thinks they're hot shit and you're introducing a fuck ton of alcohol shit pops off. That's just kind of how it goes. This a little bit more extreme from what I've seen. No doubt. No. It's, it's, it's what it's when stance nation meets vape nation. This is what, <laughs> this is what has to happen. Another video I saw, somebody just ran out into the street and ripped a flag off of the back of a truck. Yep. It was a, it was oh, a was truck that, 2020 That was an H2O? Flag. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that, that was an H2O. <laughs> and, and Gunner was asking, you know, he's like, he's like, what'll happen if Volkswagen goes out of business? Will people just start, like, making their own, they'll just download their own cars? And what's, what's actually funny, and that's something I don't think I mentioned, is H2O is originally to pay homage to... Um, the year that Volkswagen went from air-cooled cars, like the Beatles and stuff like that, over to the water-cooled cars, um, which was like like the Volkswagen Rabbit, which eventually um, was rebranded as its European name, the Volkswagen Golf. So H2O really just means water it, because all of the older cars were represented by car shows. You could go to you could go to any antique. The car show and find a whole bunch of Beatles there and, and, and a whole bunch of other antique Volkswagens, but you know, like the, the buses and the, that cool stuff, but the, all of the water stuff, like the rabbit and onward, those, those actually, um, had a decent following, but they weren't really represented by a car show. So that's why H2O was born was really to appreciate some of the newer versions of the Volkswagens. And what's crazy is, is if you watch these videos, there's no Volkswagens left. It's like this strange, like shockwave of cars that have nothing to do with what yeah. the original show was for. The show was just to celebrate the Volkswagen, and they'd bring the Audis in too because that's a that's a uh, a subsidiary of Volkswagen. But you don't see any of them in these in these shots. You just you see everything except for that. You see lifted trucks. You see a lot of um, you know, the, like the lowered um, what would you call them? <laughs> uh that like like the japanese cars you know a lot of the lower um uh you know pocket rockets or whatever you see a lot of those but you don't see volkswagens i mean let's let's be fair volkswagen was always the german honda anyways and this is this is <laughs> this is the full circle <laughs> so actually it's, like it's german anti-honda illuminated by by you know driving down the road illuminated by glory and check engine lights 
snake bite. <laughs> <laughs> that made me feel old. But speaking of old, uh, recently a uh, an old TV kind of knocked out some some broadband service, and I'm not exactly sure where it is. But Trace, you have a little more on that. How did that happen? Well, what happened and how did it happen? <laughs> I guess two questions. Um. <laughs> uh, are, are, so are, are you laughing? At seven a.m. like clockwork. It happened. The internet turned out every day at seven a.m. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the entire village didn't know why. <clears throat> this problem went on for eighteen months, and the village didn't know why. And uh, somebody came in with a. Uh, um, it, essentially, you know, some tools to measure the spikes on the 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 internet line, which you know is essentially um, usually backboning off of something else. In the case of uh, of an electrical spike, it's not fiber, right? It's got to be copper. Um, so I would assume it was a cable uh, internet service. But uh, somebody came in, they they found the spike, and they found the spike was kicking on, and then they just had to find out what was putting this spike into the internet, bumping everyone in the village off. And uh, it turned out that it was an old television. And uh, <laughs> the TV was found to be emitting a single high-level impulse noise, which caused electrical interference in other devices, causing the loss of the internet. What was that sound? That uh, was that it, Gunner? Were you? Uh... <laughs> Did Gunner just create a sound that took out all of the internet? If not, it was really good timing. Oh, that was fucking creepy. Uh -oh. um, we probably lost Gunner. That was probably him saying "oh shit," and then and then the electrical spike from his old television just turned into it turned into a single high level noise impulse. Well, anyways, the homeowner agreed to switch it off. Um, and never to turn, never to turn the TV on again. Um, as far as where this is located, it's in the United Kingdom. Ah, uh, the UK. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a small village called, uh, uh, Aberhausen, which almost sounds like it's, I don't know, German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely far, sounds far, German. Far from Pekin. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what if he had, what if he had said no? Like I own this TV mm -hmm. and I like to I enjoy watching things that watching whatever I want to watch on this TV. And uh, like, how far do you think it have gotten? It, I, I, that that's a good question. I think that his neighborhood would probably would probably band together to buy him a new one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think they would be like, or you know what would happen? You know what would really happen is is some some guy in the village would just make like some electromagnetic isolator like like a one-way connection so that he could receive cable still without jamming the signal back up <laughs> so he could keep this stupid old tv but from my understanding it almost sounds like 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 he probably had an old analog tv right and that's what's weird about cable is they um i think i don't have they i don't think they've gotten rid of it yet have they gunner well the analog the, spectrum shut the... off yet uh uh, my understanding is that everyone's gone to a digital-based cable system at this point, I thought. Yeah, I wonder if had, the UK had, still is. Well, they had to do that. If if they if, if it's cable broadband, then they have to have DOCSIS as their switching network at this point, right? I don't know. I have no idea. Deep. 
you imagine living for 18 months and knowing that the old guy next to you, you know, like you just look at him like watching his shows and you're just well, like, you watch him turn on his TV and then your internet stops and you're like, uh, you got time. I have got a time to porn download. <laughs> I have a theory. <laughs> My grandparents used to have a neighbor that had this old tractor. Oh my God, Dieter. <laughs> Don't worry. That's things can get, get worse. worse. <laughs> That's only going to get worse. But my grandparents had like a neighbor like across the street and you could like, he had this track, he had this tractor and it was like, it was, it must have had like this old spark gap magneto ignition system. And every time that they started it, every TV within a quarter mile area just like start you would you would you could you could watch when it was hitting top dead center on the cylinder because you'd see this white flash no matter what fucking channel you were watching on the and this was on cable this wasn't a broadcast tv but yeah it's it's i just i can't i can't imagine in a modern technological age just be like what the fuck oh do you remember do you, do you remember growing up when snowmobiles would go by and it would it would put a line across your tv Yep. Yeah. How? Well, that's the same thing. How is that possible? Like, did because the F- Canada because, because Canada hates physics? Did the FCC just like not approve those? Yep. Well, they they didn't test them back then. Like, if you had a pacemaker and you were on one of those, would you just instantly die? God. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, what are that- you doing to the electromagnetic spectrum where you're fucking up the TV signal? Like, what range of electromagnetic garbage are you spewing so that no matter what channel someone is watching, lines just come across their screen when you drive by? We all just live with it, too. Yeah, well, this is like, you hear those stories of, like, how... um planes would have all these issues like they it was like this mar- it was like this weird thing like a like they'd be flying through the air and they'd see this bright light and they'd lose power and it had to be a ufo and it's like no maybe it's just because we haven't invented underwriters laboratory yet and everything's just <laughs> fucking through sheer, sheer force of will <laughs> oh my gosh nobody sounds- even knows what underwriters laboratory is either like, well, maybe a lot of people do, but um, the chi- the, the uh, a whole bunch of Chinese companies certainly don't. <laughs> I was going to generalize, and then I realized that that's very culturally bigoted of me, and that's not fair because there's so, certainly some U.S. ones that don't know. It's not quite. Trace had mentioned <laughs> we're getting way off. Trace had mentioned uh, it can always get worse. worse. Way. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of what the main topic that we're going to be talking about. I, at what age, I pose the question, at what age did you realize or maybe start to realize that things could always get worse? Like things could, there's always something worse around the corner. Because I, I, I guess to reference, like I remember when I was, geez, even a preteen, you know, something didn't go my way and it just seemed like the end of the world. Like it it couldn't, it could not get any worse (laughs) than this jump, you know, almost 30 years ahead. Was it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you said, you say that it was bad, but was, was it, 
accidental mousetrap on the on the tip of your dick pad. It was not that bad, um, but it then seemed it, worse it, than that. Yeah. Then it can't it, be that bad. I, I don't know when I realized this, and, and I want to give you a proper answer. But I, I'm I, I'm not going to <laughs> because I don't I don't I, I kind of have a like an opposite philosophy on this. However, what I will share with you to help you to help you with this because um, I, I'm watching my son go through this right now. He's ten, and uh, <laughs> he was he was doing his homework today, and it, it had, you know it's not homework. It's weird. It's like this whatever New York is calling remote learning. It's kind of a, a disaster, but he's doing that. And he's got, I don't know, a couple of questions left to answer and he's up in his room and he just comes downstairs crying and just puts his head on my wife's lap. And we're like, you know, what, what the hell's wrong? And uh, he says that he finally like texted one of his friends. Uh, uh, that's a girl. Um, he's been friends with for a long time and he finally texted her to tell her how he felt about her that he wanted you know he wanted her to be his his girlfriend and she replied back i don't know uh i've been there i mean not text obviously yeah right okay, yeah because okay, we were yeah because okay. there wasn't texting so oh, that's the end of the world. That's kind of the end of the world. That's the first like, That's the first no Wade. That's the I'm first like, dude, one. I'm like, dude, take the I don't know. That's actually better than yes. No. <laughs> Although Correct. being strung along fucking hurts. But it takes so long to figure that out. Like you don't that that pain, it's hard to even describe. And everyone, I mean, all adults listening right now know exactly what we're talking about. Not even adults, right? Anyone who's just experienced that knows exactly should, what you, I'm talking about. Caveat, you should be over 18 to listen to this podcast. Yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> probably Eight. a good idea. I, I, I don't know. I think if, if what is it? Um, uh, like PG thirteen content, I, I I think we're we're only slightly over PG thirteen. Well, we're probably well, I don't know about that. I think language alone, there. you're going to get an R rating. Yeah, I don't know. I don't language. think you've I mean, watched like, many we, PG thirteen movies lately. No they one's drop, dropping no, F bombs like I drop F bombs, and I know for a fact you can't drop F bombs in PG thirteen movies. You're wrong, I, sir. I, really? I uh, no, you you can drop F bombs. I'm thinking more along the lines of some of the horrors that we've discussed, kind of with the frivolity yeah. that's that's, that's frightening. There's some X-ray that's because you're right though. Wait, is it worst? Say, is it the worst thing we've had? You could say you could say fuck you, but you cannot say let's fuck. So you're right. You cannot say fuck in a, You could say it once, and you cannot say it in, in a in a sexually um, uh, suggestive manner. So you're actually right. We are <laughs> above PG-13, but we're not above R most of the time. Most of the time, I'd say we're not above R. I'd say yeah. right around you an R-rated. I mean, if you're with them, yeah. If they want to listen with their parents, sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure would, you, would, you, would, you, would you say Bugga the Rape Horse counts is an R rating event? Or uh, would that be... No, I'd say the title does. But it, when you actually get into the content, you're just talking about animals. Yeah, I think it's actually mostly Discovery Channel once you actually get into it. Yeah, I agree. And him trying to fuck a stop sign is a little... Maybe that. Maybe maybe that's, maybe that's they wouldn't put that on uh, Discovery Channel. But just, just, as, just as an update... Uh yeah, Bogo Bogo is still still 
a fine horse and still very rapey. <laughs> I like to hear Not that. At the same time. I, I, I heard that you, I heard he's a big problem. He is a big problem, but he, now that, now that, he, now, now he has to live, now he has to live by himself. Cause he, he was such a dick. Ironically, because <laughs> of his dick. <laughs> what? Like that's, so that's actually a great story. That's kind of what I was thinking about. Um, but like, he won't realize yet that it can get worse. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's gonna take some time. Uh, somebody I uh, I was talking to, um, actually, it was my buddy Chris again. Uh, he said, like, when he first moved out on his own, like, you know, kind of like you're living on your own and you're responsible for your bills. And you, when everyone everyone is just starting out, they struggle, right? It's like just it's just how it goes. You got to start <clears throat> swimming upstream, and uh, and man, it's eye opening. <laughs> when you have to decide like well do i eat ramen for this month and pay my rent or do i go a little bit late on the rent and eat a little bit better this month or do i just push my phone bill off until they kind of shut it off that i think was is probably when like the realness of how things can get worse and now i'm not i'm not talking like you know yes i could be living in like war-torn africa with like child fucking soldiers like yes that's significantly worse, but I kind of mean like relative to your, you know, to your experience, I guess, in this country. I think that's a pretty good analogy. I think a lot of people have to live on their own before they realize what, what the worst consequences can be. And you're right too. I mean, hitting rock bottom is, is so, is so relative, right? Um, this sounds really stupid, but um, <laughs> some of the worst feelings that I've ever had is when I just invested a lot of money or a lot of time into something, and then I immediately broke that thing. Yeah. That to me, that to me makes me feel like, like a complete pile of dog shit. And that makes me feel like the world is collapsing in on me. And it's funny because it, relatively speaking, it's usually stupid, right? Like, <laughs> like I, I remember, <laughs> and this is so dumb, but I, I remember um, rebuilding a car. Um, I got it for, for cheap and then I put all this money into it and I wanted it to look really, really nice. And I remember um, one, one of the body pieces I, I needed to have completely replaced. So I bought the body piece and I brought it to a body shop and I had them paint it and I put it on the car and I got everything ready to button up. And then when I, when I closed the hood, hood that I just got that was brand new, I left a bolt underneath it and it, and it dented the hood. Mm-hmm right where the bolt was so this <laughs> so that all of this work and then i closed this hood and i dented it a perfectly fine body panel that i spent a decent amount of money but even more was like my emotional investment into having it done and now i just fucking dented it like i would need to call one of those dent doctors to get it out and i wasn't about to do that which meant i had to just live with this dent explaining this dent for the rest of this car's life because i left a fucking bolt under it that to me was like, wanted, I wanted to just set the whole fucking car on fire. <laughs> I wanted to just gas torch the whole fucking thing, just set it on fire and be like, fuck this car. I'm going to go buy a new one. 
this was a waste of my time. So it, it is so relative, right? So like when you're like, when you're like making ramen noodles and you barely have enough mo- money to make them, you know, or, or, you know, heaven forbid you barely can afford your heat bill and you're sitting in your home, um, you know, with it 50 degrees with five layers of blankets on you. Like there's so many different layers of things. Things can always get worse. But it's so fucking so, for me. It's so relative because the ego, I think, has a big, big part of all of it. So here's here's the question. Here's kind of a parallel question to this, which is you have those moments of kind of self realization. So you have something bad that's going on. Do you kind of do you have that moment of clarity when you realize that this is actually like really, really, really bad? Because like if it's if it's something that's fu- if it's something that's messed up, you know, like you'll curse and you'll like throw you, you, like you know you can throw a fit and everything like that. But when you know it's really, really, really bad, you like almost it's 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 almost it's almost like you won't swear. Like you're it's 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 the it's instead of the shit fuck kid but 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 to oh darn, like <laughs> you it, it's so bad that you can't your brain immediately realizes that it can't spend the energy. On uh, cursing an, the situation it is. I have an example <laughs> of that too, if you don't mind. Yeah, go um, for it. I, go ahead. I was I was playing basketball um on this cracked up sidewalk um thing, foundation that my father had. And um um I don't know why, but I had I, I thought oh, man, I I just my brother and I like to make our own French fries and we really like to make them with Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> because we like the way that they tasted. So we'd have my father buy us a tub of Crisco and then we would, you know, heat up the Crisco and then drop the fries in. But the problem was, is that the Crisco was solid. So it took quite a while to heat up because it had to heat it up, turn it into liquid. Then, you know, it, it took a while. Um, and for some reason we thought, you know, you know what, let's go throw hoops for a couple of minutes while the Crisco is heating up, which oh, no. you only learned this <laughs> lesson once. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and I remember my younger brother Connie turns to me and he goes, Trace, what about the French fries? And we both look at the house and we can just see like like a big red glow just coming out from the window in the kitchen. Huh. <laughs> oh. oh my god. We just fucking ran and we get in there. And the Crisco has boiled over, and this isn't an electric stove. This is a uh, you know a, a, a gas stove. So the Crisco has boiled over. It has caught on fire, and it has just turned the pan of Crisco into like a big fireball, <laughs> and it, the whole kitchen is filled with smoke. And uh, you know there there really wasn't much else that we could do except just you know, admit defeat and go and cry to dad. So one of us just ran, my dad was out in the barn, just ran out to my dad and said, dad, um, we set the stove on fire (laughs) with Crisco. (laughs) And now for those who know my dad, um, he was, he was the type of parent to, to, to get upset and scold the moment that you did something wrong. And sometimes he wouldn't cool down from it for for days weeks yeah yeah he he would almost hold a grudge against you for being you know for 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 misbehaving and um 
I, I, it was somewhat effective, right? Because it did kind of keep us in line, but just to kind of set the tone, right? Um, and he had a phrase, he'd say, uh, how many do you want? So if you did something wrong, he'd ask you how many spankings you wanted as if the number was going to be anything other than one or zero, <laughs> you know? So it's like, how many do you want? And you're like, one or, or if possible, <laughs> zero. How about seven? Oh, okay. <laughs> like I'll take seven. It's better than 14, right? Correct. So we were quite terrified of the punishment that would ensue. So, um, we obviously wanted to put it out ourselves. So before we ran out to the barn, <laughs> oh, no. oh my gosh. Um, no, I did what any kid would do. Water. I grabbed the fire extinguisher. Oh, okay. Cause that's how that's, you put out a fire, fair. right? Sure. Gunner, what's wrong with putting a grease fire out with a fire extinguisher? Well, it depends on the fire extinguisher, but, uh, a regular sand, it's not a regular sand fire extinguisher. Well, you're gonna you're gonna make the grease splash. <laughs> and what happens when grease splashes during well, a grease? It, splash? It, if it if it if it wasn't on fire then if it wasn't on fire then it's on fire now. <laughs> so we spread the fire all over the place. Oh god! With this fucking fire extinguisher, and then we, we ran out. Right, we're running, 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 and uh, my father comes in. He he was a volunteer firefighter for a while. He comes in. He looks at it. Goes to the coat closet. He grabs two Carhartt jackets, throws one over the fire to put it out, throws another one over that jacket so that he can grab it, right? Walks this hot pan outside, drops it in the yard. Both coats go up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> and we're both just, me and, me and my brother, my younger brother were just sitting there, standing outside like tail between our legs, just crying. And we're like, I'm sorry, dad. I'm sorry, dad. And we were just waiting. How many do you want? And he goes, um, don't leave the stove unattended and went right back out to the barn. <laughs> so Jesus. I know it's a long story to support what you're saying, Gunner, but yes, <laughs> sometimes things are so fucking scary that you don't even swear. You just stop and just like, look back at life. You're like, I almost burnt my entire house down, and my dad didn't even yell at me. He didn't even raise his voice. He just destroyed his favorite coats, and my ass does not hurt right now. Yes, he didn't destroy your ass in, 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 <laughs> in, in trade. <laughs> so, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Those are some good fries, though. Good fries. We didn't make them after that, though. We stopped making fries. That yeah, way. I would probably. Yeah, it's probably traumatizing. Did did Connie secretly invent the air fryer to to to, to solve this, <laughs> this particular solution set? Oh, actually, you know what, I, maybe it's light. I, I, I can see, I can see light being the one that invented the air fryer. Well, he, light spends so much of his time cooking. Like it, it would almost make more sense if it was his story. You know, being a cook, and he could just tell this story about almost setting his kitchen on fire. Yeah, but what do you what do you no. use, Crisco? I'm thinking he'd use he'd be he'd be like, I got to use artisanal, uh, not artisanal, you know, like, gotta gotta use a good beef tallow. Beef tallow is really where it's at. 
Yeah, dude, beef. I, I kind of wanted to try it again, like like in modern life. I want to try it with something else that's just weird, right? Like with like well, that's actually like Irish actually butter what, or something. Well, because beef tail is actually what they used to do the the McDonald's fries with. Like yeah, every, and, every they, and they were amazing. They were, back when they were really good. Yes, I mean, other other than the fact that. It, other than the fact that you literally have to cook your French fries in the soul of a cow, I mean, like True. you know, it's it's. Thank you, Kyle, <laughs> for giving us these wonderful French fries and this not so wonderful burger. It could always be worse. So, you also have to know. You also have to know the true name of the cow when you're cooking it. Otherwise, it doesn't really doesn't really hold out. Is it a single cow? It's a single cow. You have to. You have to you have to you have to have an emotional connection with this animal before you, you does, melt it down for, for fry. Does anyone fry does anyone feel that it's like it's getting to the point like with the with our country that it's kinda like, well, how much worse can it get? I mean, I'm sure yeah. it can get worse, but how oh, much worse you, can it get? Why why the <laughs> fuck did you say that sentence on a yeah. radio program that's listened to yeah. by maybe like six people? Yeah. That's enough. That's enough to cause the universe. Oh, uh, man, I, I keep have. fucking hijacking these stories, but that happened to me. Um, I, I, it was actually Gunner's current employer. Um, it was like I was training and I turned to my boss. There was a, there was a serious outage that night and I turned to my boss and I said, I'm going to leave before anything else happens. And as I walked out the entire backup power supply, for uh for the the computer department um died and every single computer system came down it took out 30 percent of all the hard drives like permanent data loss jesus like Christ. the worst loss they the worst data loss they had ever had since they opened and it happened right after i mentioned that phrase so gunner you're right <laughs> you're completely you don't, right you don't you don't listen yeah it, it's the equivalent of going up and, and giving the coyote a tug and not finishing the job you know it's it's not it's not what? okay do you just make a reference to giving a coyote a hand job well the coyote but yes what's the coyote the coyote is the the kind of the uh first nations equivalent of anasazi i.e the trade you know the, the great trickster you know the, and the, the you know it's oh. general generally just the the it's 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 a god that enjoys seeing humans suffer their own foibles. Oh, you know, and it will go it will go out of its way it will go out of its way to watch you trip over your own dick because it's funny. Wait, I, what what age were you at when you realized things that uh, well there, can always get worse? There were levels to it, um, and like there are like serious ones, I guess. Like you know, death of a friend is pretty awful. Death in general is pretty terrible. So like death, yeah. as far as the serious ones, but like the quasi serious one, it was. There were there are two, <laughs> two moments in my life where I realized like, man, I, there's very little I can do right now. So obviously, I came out of school with a massive a massive amount of student loans. Um, living with my folks when I moved out, working three jobs. Finally got like a decent paying job in Connecticut, um, but still just like barely enough to get by. Like not not a whole lot left over after that because I didn't have a roommate or anything. And living in Connecticut, uh, at least at the time, was very, very, very expensive. Um, and like we only got paid once a month. 
So every quarter, essentially, it was like you had to wait five weeks, essentially, five full weeks to get a paycheck. And it was just with the student loans and everything that was due for the month, the fifth week, like, that's it. Like, there was nothing left. Um, so, and this is fucked up, but it did what I had to do to survive, to, like, be able to pay all my bills and, and live. So uh, my, like, bank account had, like, overdraft protection. So I'd literally just go to an ATM, knowingly overdraft and absorbing <laughs> a, you know, it was like a $25 charge for the maximum amount of cash that I could overdraft just so for that week I could like afford to live and pay like another bill that was due. And then like, I obviously get paid the next week and it's, and it's back and it's fine, but it was just like, man, it sucked. It was like, I like, there's nothing I can really do now about this. Um, except find a roommate and it was just tough because everyone that I kind of worked with and stuff already had roommates or already had like people they were living with and shit. And I didn't really know anybody out there. So it was, uh, that's when I was kind of like, man, it's just terrible, but I, I, I guess it can, it can get worse. And, uh, there are, there's always those times where it's like, you know, you don't think it can, can get worse and then it can get worse. When I got laid off, um, and I moved back from Buffalo and, uh, Oh man, I was working like a job that was not much more than minimum wage, and it was just piling up. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'm sure people have done it. And this it sucks. Like it's. I remember feeling. I'm still ashamed of it today, but it is what it is. Um, you can only pay what you make. So, I uh, I was bouncing working working that job, and I was I was a counselor making like barely over minimum wage, just awful. And I was kind of like balancing like this balancing thing where I was like paying stuff like late but still paying it. And I fucked up on the day and I was just thinking like, man, I'm so stressed out about the money. It just can't get any worse. <laughs> and Dude, a fucking tow truck shows up to my house and repos my fucking car. And I was like, well, that's what I get for fucking saying that shit. <laughs> now I'm fucked <laughs> because anybody that lives in central New York understands like you need a fucking car. Well, it, you 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 did at least give the coyote a handy. Yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So I had like, oh, it was a rough one. But it, that taught me even more. Don't ever fucking say that shit. Don't ever say can't get worse because it can always get worse. And pretty much after that, um, I've I don't think there's ever been a situation where I thought like, yeah, it can't get worse than this. No matter how fucked up it is, now however emotionally distraught I am, no matter what kind of bind I'm in, I understand. Very well. It can always get worse. So I, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit less of a I, I don't know, is that being optimist or being pessimist with that philosophy? You're you're <laughs> you're 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 a you're a you're an optim you're an optimistic cynic. All right. So I, I mean, I think in some ways it's optimistic, right? Because it's it's a way to look at your current situation and bring light upon it. So it's kind of like optimism, saying it could it it could be worse than it is now. So now isn't really that bad. Um, I, I when when you first proposed this topic, the first thing that came to my mind was kind of the opposite. Was that there's a certain point in your life where life will only get worse. I mean, <laughs> so, that's true. So it's kind of doom and gloom. So I didn't want to mention it at the beginning and set that tone. But uh, yeah, I feel like like there's almost like this age, and maybe it's good for another topic. So so maybe I'll bite my tongue about it. But I feel like there's this age where um, 
the best things, the best things that will ever happen are now behind you. And what you have to look forward to will never be as good as it well, was. Yeah, I mean I I, I wanna I want probably right. <laughs> I wanna posit a corollary to this, or maybe uh see. Which is that you know, there is the there is the old there's the old person kind of whine about the creaks and the, the the squeaks and everything else. But part of that concept of like the best stuff that's happened to you is behind you is that you are you are attempting just like just like how you can get mad about stuff that hasn't happened yet and how destructive that can be is that you're trying to you're trying to reach a finish line that you've already like run that race you know like you can't you can't you can't cross the finish line by running backwards and you know like all the best stuff it's like no it's just there's different stuff it's not like there's a there's not like a qualitative fucking yay or nay win lose kind of thing it's just that you just have different shit to deal with now and that's you know the the circumstances that kind of arose to give birth to that particular moment that shit's that sh- you know all the all all the all those all those like fucking puzzle pieces slash Lego bits are not in the not in the pile anymore, and you can't to say that it's past means that you just can't go back to it, and that's you know it, it's 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 like get, it's like getting pissed that you lost a staring contest with a stone, you know you're you're. I mean, you you can lose a staring contest to the stone, but you're the one that's kind of decided to do that. You know, like the stone, the stone doesn't give a shit about what you, whether you're looking at it or not. It just fucking yeah, is there. I and I I agree with you, Gunnar. I, but I do I will say there is some like merit to remembering times when, uh, you know, when 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 literally like the worst thing can happen to you is like being jilted by a by a by yes, a, by a love interest, right? I don't yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Gunner, what well, give it, do you have an example of when when you realize that uh, they could always get worse well i i i argue that every day i wake up is one but uh <laughs> um how's this i think i think it's when i realized yeah, and I got age. Mine's actually kind of mine's really old. I think it's when I realized that my nieces are never gonna be able to live. Actually, my nieces and my nephew are never gonna be able to live in kind of the same obliviousness that my siblings did, like. You know, like when I was, a, you know, again, like, I, again, it's the kind of, you know, I'm wired a little different. Like when I was coming up with a kid, like, you know, like I still had all the kid stuff, but like I realized that we were, you know, like my family was not like, you know, actually, we, we were fucking, we were government cheese poor. But 
you know, like my, my, my parents kind of made a concerted effort, like towards the end of my, my larval state that they were going to kind of change their circumstances and they did, but it's like, you know, the, 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 the shit that we had kind of in the background when we were kids, like all the fucking fear of nuclear war, everything like that. Like, I don't know, like, did, did when I say that, like, that wasn't really part of your reality, was it? Because we're all about the same age, right? Yeah, absolutely. Within, like, within you, a year. You, 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 didn't, you, didn't, you didn't, like, grok that is kind of part of your thing. Like, I guess the thing is, is that, like, I feel it. Basically, my nieces are going to be like most my nieces and nephews are going to be like or my nephew is going to be like most children in the rest of the world. Like we, 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 we I guess maybe there's a we kind of had a fucking really. We had a really rare treat in the course of human history and whether it was fair or ju just or anything like that, it was it, it it's. It, it it was it was it was it was it was a treasure you know it's, it's a treasure in the same sense of like south african blood diamonds you know or something <laughs> blood emeralds but no but i mean but you know it's it it, it, it was it was it was rare and that's gone and like you know, my my nieces and my nephew are gonna have to fight in a fucking world that, no matter how much fucking effort I put into stuff, is not gonna be nearly as kind. You know, kind. That's 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 not the right. You know, there's no Saturday morning cartoon kind of breakfast cereal bullshit for them. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't I don't know if I want to fucking I you know like. Not in like a literal. Sense. It's it's like they just they're just not gonna be able to fucking ever experience that. No matter how much we kind of get shit for them or anything else. Like you know, I don't know. It, it, it's I don't know if you've kind of got a similar experience with your kids, Trace. But I mean, like, I, what's funny is I feel like you're you're closer to my topic than you are to Wade's. You're almost saying that the the best times are behind us. Um, although you're not saying that, you're saying something different. But it it's, seems like it's so much on topic with the best years being behind us, which in a lot of ways does mean that it can get worse. But it can get worse. I think is more of a way of of kind of looking at a situation that in the moment seems well, really bad, but in hindsight um, <clears throat> can seem, can seem very, you know, very minor. I, 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 I was reading an interesting take or, you know, kind of get this. So there's, there's this, there's this kind of idea that the, the Renaissance and everything else was the, you know, it's one of these things where it's like, just because they're different ideas doesn't mean they're mutually exclusive. They're trying to measure like, like what the best time in, in civilization. Or the best, so, best times. Well, yeah. Cause so here, here's the thing. And maybe this is the kind of the kind of sum this up, which is that there's this idea that after the black plague, because they had lost so much, they, they just lost so many people during this period that 
you know, it's kind of the rise of modern capitalism effectively because the worker, you know, the workers, workers labor became like so much more fucking valuable that like this was the first time that like you see this massive societal shift where you had like merchant classes and stuff like that. And, you know, the Renaissance kicked off because there was just so much more like resources available to a smaller working group. But you know, there there actually is like some like legitimate um economic theory backing that up. You know, and it, but the parallel take on this is that there was so much fucking trauma to the West, you know, like to, to Europe as a whole from making through that. That right after we came back from the bubonic plague, that's when they went out and fucking started like sailing across the ocean. They just said fucking YOLO, essentially. (laughs) Well, YOLO, but no, it's 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 like no. What what it is is like people don't people like the the, ship is not the the biggest threat to my family. (laughs) There's much bigger threats, and one of them is the plague. Yes, and but but it's it's that people like effectively there's a century or two of whole you know like we kind of talked about a whole civilization is just being fucking insane and what north america being you know quote unquote settled slash colonized slash explored by the europeans is effectively a zombie story a zombie apocalypse story and the europeans are the fucking zombies and what happens what happens after we get out of this whole fucking peak crazy? Like, where do we go? What? Who do we turn on to kind of vent that fucking Elon Musk episode one? Well, yeah, with with his with his South African blood emeralds. <laughs> we go to Mars, or we, we go to Mars. The, We join the Russians. We go to Venus. Yeah. Or, or, we, or do we do or go to Jupiter to get more stupider? Well, do we do we just go full expanse? We we create the Belters and the Martians just so that we have someone to shit on. Maybe we ask what time we're at. Oh, we're over. We're over by about thirteen minutes right now, sir. Well, in that uh, in that stead, uh, it's going I'm going to do what I always do and kill the show. It is my duty to ritualist, ritualistically do it. Um, Thirty-seven. 37 is the age you realize things things could be worse it could be worse because guess what we're gonna be here next week um with that being said (laughs) thanks everybody for giving us a listen a like um you know keep sending suggestions for topics we will make a make a concerted effort to get them in it may not be the week that you suggest but we will definitely be able to talk about them touch base with them um afterwards we actually have a topic we're probably gonna be talking about next week but i'll keep it a secret uh it's gonna be that the it's gonna be in the quick hits but with that um tell us tell your friends your neighbors about us tell people you tell people you don't like yeah tell people you don't like about us that actually maybe you think that would be uh fitting for them either way bumper stickers because we can't afford to send them out that's true well i can't afford to send something that no one's going to put on their car (laughs) <laughs> just make it with sharpie and duct tape i i support that i support that Call it the sure friendship that tape after you do that i'm sure the person whose car you did that to they would they would appreciate it too 
and would not call the police on you. Well, but that can being, we, <laughs> can, can, we, can we just get can we just get duct tape with pictures of Alan Rickman pr- printed on it so we can call it Friendship Snape? Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. But with that, because too much of a good thing is is not a good thing, is what they say. Uh, we will catch you guys later. Gunner, why don't you take this on out? Write this name. Write this name. <laughs>